Hi, I'm Alexa. And I'm Rory. And together we are... The The Romies! We are married. To each other. (laughs) Right. We are a touring musical duo. And our music has taken us to all kinds of places all around the world and keeps us always on the go. So we hope you enjoy our stories and adventures while running around working to keep all your plates spinning. And we hope to facilitate your busy lifestyle and feed your inner travel bug. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we want to continue the theme on how to prepare for emergencies and we've been telling you things that you can pack, but we want to unpack that a little bit and just give you some general planning tips and then uh, we'll get into a little bit more of what to pack as we go along. So the first thing as you are thinking about planning for emergencies, the first thing is don't live in fear. Just <laughs> don't let the fear of any of these catastrophes, potential catastrophes, tornadoes, earthquakes, chemical spills, whatever it might be, you don't want to live in fear, but you do want to prepare. And it's just wise to take care of your household this way, and it will help you feel much more calm and centered should emergency arise. So first thing... Or first things, don't live in fear. Second thing, have your insurance. Make sure you review existing your po- existing policies and make sure that you have all types of your insurance are current and up to date. And another thing is to have alarms. You want to have your smoke, carbon monoxide, natural gas alarms ready to go. Alarms that work. Make sure they, they have work. Batteries in them that mm-hmm. are working. Current ones and mm-hmm. test them. And then you can also use, uh, FEMA has an alarm, um, we put it in our show notes, but FEMA also has like an app that can help you stay informed with what's going on in your area. So um, you also want to have evacuation plans, we mentioned this in a previous episode. We've also touched on this, but you want to have family communication, So your family might not be together when a disaster strikes, so you want to plan in advance where you all will meet, how you will contact each other, especially when cell phones aren't working. You can't always rely that you're going to have a cell phone working. And even if their electricity is on or there's coverage or whatever, you know, a phone could die. You know, your kid left their charger at home that day and you know that's the one day that there's an emergency yeah that's why we raise carrier (laughs) pigeons and take them with us everywhere we go Mm -hmm. yep so i don't know how you're going to contact people but you got to figure it out and you know there are landlines and stuff like that (laughs) probably not an emergency A, (laughs) a really good thing that i think you know we all can do is pick a friend or relative or you know several friends or relatives that live out of state and make sure all the household members will notify that person and they can keep checking in with that person and relay messages through someone. So mm-hmm. if you're able to get to a phone or, you know, email somebody and or you text can't somebody. reach the person you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. You can't can reach, reach your other close family. Uh-huh. Then you can reach these out-of-state folks. They know what's going on. And there's like a central place for everybody to check in with. So have that figured out in advance. And... Have it like a physical card in your wallet that contains your family name, contact number, out-of-state contact name, and their phone number, your neighborhood meeting place, and the meeting place telephone number. The other thing that you want to know are your escape routes. If you're going to have a fire in your home, like do you know how to get out in case of a fire? You know, it's good to have fire drills with your kids. 
Um, do you have an escape route to get to your emergency gathering place? And do you have an escape route that will help you get to your out-of-state contacts should you need to evacuate? So to get to them, I see. Yeah. yeah. So those escape routes are also good to kind of make sure you've got going. Another thing that is really helpful to know is utility shutoff and safety. So you want to... This even helps just with your general travels. If you know you're going to go overseas and you're not going to be home for a month and you don't have, you know, pets or plants that, you know, need to be cared for or whatever, and yeah. you, you know. Or, for example, when we leave the farm and we're not going to be there for a few people months. People don't or, know what the farm is, babe. We well, have a vacation home. Let's in just the- say you leave a farm, okay? Let's <laughs> say you have a house you're not in all the time and you spend the summers it's there. It's like a vacation well, home. Well, the winter's going to happen and you think, well, it'd be good if pipes didn't freeze. So you can winterize the home. And one of the ways you would do that is by shutting the water and different utilities off uh, so it's important also in a case of an emergency to know how to do these things, uh, to know how to shut off your water to the house and drain your pipes, which is easy. Usually the water shut off is out near the road. Uh, if you don't know where it is, you can call your water company and they will come show you where it is or tell you where it is. And you can go there, turn the water off. It's usually just a little half turn, turns the water off, go in your house, open the faucets, drain all the water out, and then you're good to go, right? There's no water in the pipes to freeze. Also, your gas shutoff is generally on your gas meter, so it's important to know where your gas meter is. In case of an emergency, you want everyone to know where that gas shutoff is. So, uh, again, if you don't know the configuration of your gas meter or don't where you know where gas meter is and where that little shutoff is, again, it's usually just a little half turn or quarter turn to shut the gas off. It's very easy, like the water. Um, then call your gas company. They will come out and show you where it is. It's important to know these things. A lot of um, disasters and explosions happen uh, because of natural gas leaks and things of this nature. So don't be caught unawares in case of an emergency. But also, if you're leaving your house for a long time, it may be good to shut these things off. You could save a lot of money. That's always a good thing. And when you're practicing turning off your gas, uh, don't actually turn the gas off when you're practicing and when you're showing your family where the gas is, if they have an emergency or something like that. And if you smell gas or hear a blowing or hissing noise, um, you want to open a window and get everyone out quickly. And you can turn off the gas using the outside main valve, if you can, and call the gas company from a neighbor's home. Yeah, any kind of spark, even using a phone, uh, if there's a lot of gas in the air, can cause enough of a spark to cause an explosion. Ah, that's why you don't want to have your cell phone when you're pumping gas. You don't want to be walking across carpets when there's a lot of natural gas in the air. Static electricity can cause an explosion. So if there's a natural gas leak... If you can, open a window, but if it's really bad, just get out of the house (laughs) carefully and leave the door open, shut your gas off if you can, go to a neighbor's house, call 911, call the gas company, all that kind of a thing. But for life on the go, um, water is the biggest thing, and your gas might be secondary to that as far as getting ready to go on a vacation or be away from a home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because what we do is we, we might shut the water off, but then we just turn the AC and heat way down. So we want to keep the gas on so that the house does stay at 50-something degrees and doesn't actually get to freezing inside the house. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we'll add a few other tips about that in our show notes, so make sure to check that out. And then the last thing that you really want to have are insurance and vital records. And we've talked about this in your emergency disaster kit on, hey, have those important documents with you. Well, what are those important documents. How do I know I have everything that I need? Well, here's a quick list. Have your personal ID, 
Cash and coins. Credit cards. Extra set of keys and car keys. Copies of the following documents. Yes. Your birth certificates. Marriage certificates. Driver's license. Social security cards. Passports. Wills. Deeds. Inventory of household goods. Insurance papers such as health, life, disability, home, car, renters, liability. And with that inventory of household goods, make sure you take pictures. Immunization records. Bank and credit card account numbers. Stocks and bonds. Medical records. Prescription lists. Medical consent form for dependents. That's right. An emergency contact, emergency contact list and phone numbers, including your doctor. And maps of the area and phone numbers of places you could go. Lastly, the emergency financial first aid kit. And the we have a e link. E-F-F-A-K. Yes, we have a link to this. It's actually, that's what they use. Um, from the FEMA website, we will put a link to that in the show notes. This is awesome. They have a, fill, a fillable PDF and you can enter your financial info all in one place. And so just fill all that out. That's going to help you have everything at your fingertips should anything go wrong. Or if you're overseas and you lose a credit card, you're able to pull that up. So get fill out that PDF and then you can add a copy of that PDF um, to the above documents that we listed and place all of this onto a flash drive. You can up all, upload all of the like PDF to the cloud and then have it also in a secure app on your phone. Just, you know, have an app that has files in it and you have all of these at your fingertips in a locked app. And then, you know, have even like a physical copy in a waterproof container. So have all of that. And just a little tip. When I was talking with my friend Heidi today about paper clutter. And if, these, if you have these important documents then you pretty much don't need anything else and you can trust that you can throw your other papers away. Other, You need receipts and tax documents, but yeah. other than that, like, get rid of the paper. Other than this and that, oh, and this and that. Other than that, you can throw <laughs> everything else away. Oh, and don't forget this and that. So it may be a bit of a generalization. It is, but I mean, these are your important documents in case of emergency. So everything else you can probably get later if you really need it. So feel free to get rid of some paper clutter and feel free. So just that's a little bonus tip. All right. Hope that helps. Also, you want to learn first aid and CPR. You want to learn how to use your fire extinguisher. And then the FEMA website has a whole page on financial preparedness and they really help you think about how to prepare your money and how to save in case of an emergency. So there are some really good tips and pointers that we're not going to dive into here, but we'll put the link to the show to that in our show notes. So make sure you check those out. And I know this can be tedious and it can be a lot of work, but it's going to be so worth it. You're going to feel so prepared. You're going to feel so organized and it's just going to help your on the go life even more. We hope we've inspired you this episode. So join us next time. Please subscribe to, rate, and share our podcast with your friends. Or, you know, whomever. And please like and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. We're also on Twitter. And on all social platforms, we are at The Romies. That's T-H-E-R-O-A-M-I-E-S. And our main hub is our website. At www.theromies.com. That's right. That's T-H-E-R-O-A-M-I-E-S.com. We'll be there until next time. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.